Toledo Residents Without Water and Other Stories this August 3rd, 2014. I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler. And it's This Week in Water. Last week, a Canadian group delivered water by convoy to people in Detroit. The Council of Canadians and the Canadian Union of Public Employees brought 50 five-gallon jugs of water to people whose water had been cut off by the city for not paying their bills. The Canadians reported in their own blog that the purpose of the convoy was to draw attention to the human rights violations occurring in Detroit. They also are urging President Obama to declare a public health crisis in the city. Last Monday, a class action lawsuit was filed against the city calling the shutoffs to be racially motivated. And about two weeks ago, the city said that it would suspend its shutoffs. But the NAACP said that that's not enough, and they want the aid program for the city's neediest people to be revised. Maybe the Canadians can help out folks in Ohio, too. Not far away from Detroit, residents of Toledo were rushing to Michigan to buy water after state officials issued a do-not-drink warning. About 500,000 people were told their water was unsafe because testing revealed the presence of a toxin that is probably caused by algae in Lake Erie. The governor of Ohio has declared a state of emergency, and officials are trying to truck in water to the Toledo area. Local residents were warned that they shouldn't boil the water, as that would only increase the toxin's concentration. They were also warned that the water shouldn't be used for showering or for pets. It was reported this morning that long lines have formed at water distribution centers and that store shelves are already empty of bottled water. Besides being the source for drinking water for Toledo, Lake Erie supplies 11 million people with water. Most treatment plants along the lake are attempting to eradicate the algae toxin with chemicals. The do not drink order is expected to last until 6 p.m. tonight, August 3rd. Algae is not just a problem in Lake Erie. Warm summer temperatures and pollution have combined to brew an explosion of potentially toxic blue-green algae in the Baltic Sea, including areas not far from Stockholm, Sweden. The algae is nasty stuff, and the bacteria associated with it can cause all sorts of problems for humans, including fever, headache, stomach cramps, and mouth ulcers. The algae blooms can occur naturally, but human behavior can also be a causative factor. Fertilizers and animal waste, along with runoff from industries and cities, all add to the problem. And pesticides can kill off natural organisms that control the growth of the algae. Add in summer heat and the algae blossoms flourish. Newsweek magazine is reporting that the algae have already rendered parts of the Baltic dead, and a third of marine life, which once fed all of northern Europe, is gone and may not recover. Despite the lack of water, wineries in Northern California are reporting that 2014 will be a good year. In a story by KTVU Television, winemakers in Sonoma County are reporting that they're harvesting their grapes a little earlier this year. Usually the harvest wouldn't begin for a couple of weeks, but the growing season had above average temperatures. Predictions are that the quantity of the wine will be a little lower, but the quality should be high. You can expect to see wine from this season on store shelves in two to three years. 
Further south in California's Central Valley, the high heat this summer has stressed grapevines. It's been a difficult summer in general for the valley, and irrigators have tried to pull more water from aquifers by drilling deeper wells. This strategy has been expensive and has not yielded the high-quality water needed for growing crops. Last Monday, enough hydrochloric acid to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool was spilled from a tank near Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. The acid is used in the fracking process to clean wells and stimulate the flow of oil and gas. The cause of the spill is under investigation, but a spokesperson for the state told Think Progress that they believe they know what happened, and it may be the biggest spill from fracking that they have ever handled. The acid leaked into an alfalfa field, and officials were concerned that the heavy rains could push the runoff into the water supply of the town of Hennessy. The fracking company, which allegedly is responsible for the spill, Blake Production, has said that it will pay the landowner where the spill occurred for the next six years for the loss of his crop. But an attorney for the landowner stated that this will not begin to compensate for the effects on groundwater and wildlife. Now your groundwater update. Groundwater depletion is a problem in the United Arab Emirates and is threatening the country's favorite fruit, dates. Dates are an integral part of the local cuisine, but overpumping and waste have caused water levels in aquifers to fall dramatically. 94% of irrigation for agriculture in Abu Dhabi comes from groundwater. Some are calling for the crackdown of groundwater sales, which are illegal in the country. And now here's our intern Haley with some droplets from the world of science. There are many threats to water in the modern world. Pollution, industry, overconsumption, trees. Yes, trees. An article from Science Daily this week warns that by 2020, 30 to 40 percent of the world will have a shortage in drinking water and that the world overall will feel the water shortage acutely by 2040. This is clearly a major problem for the whole world, but what do trees have to do with the water crisis? In an article from the New York Times, tamarisk trees are said to be consuming up to 200 gallons a day per tree in Arizona. Efforts to rid Arizona of the invasive tree include bulldozing, chainsaws, and now the tamarisk beetle, which has been introduced to kill the trees. Clearly, this effort is potentially harmful and ineffective on several levels. It could kill off other species, introduce the beetles to other native trees, and the tamarisk trees are not the only drain on Arizona's water. Lake Mead, an Arizona reservoir, recently dropped down to the lowest it has been since it was filled in 1938. If something is to be done about the disappearance of water, we should stop blaming the trees and look at what the humans are doing instead. And lastly... Residents in areas of Southern California are being warned to keep their pets indoors at night and to get rid of water troughs or bowls on their property. The problem is that mountain lions and other predators are looking for food and water in neighborhoods where they might not have ventured before the drought. It's likely that the cougars are following deer into suburban territory after fires and drought have reduced resources usually obtainable at higher elevations. A homeowner in Burbank recently videotaped a pack of coyotes roaming his neighborhood, and a mountain lion was spotted in Rancho Cucamonga a few weeks ago. A couple in that same area reported that their poodle was recently taken by a wildcat. Huh. Cougars in L.A. An old story with a new twist? 
This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.